Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Welcome to Freaky Fridays, part of the Podmoth Network, the podcast where we talk about all kinds of scary, spooky, freaky shit, all while drinking wine and laughing through our fears. We are your hosts. I'm Melissa. And I'm Michelle. And tonight, I'm going to tell you all about the Atlanta Blood House. Ooh, this sounds weird. (laughs) (laughs) It is weird. And let me do a little... Dusting off of my microphone here. Our uh-huh. last our last podcast was April. Yep. We were on a hiatus again. You, know. Take, you know, frequent hiatuses are good for your health, people. Yes. Hashtag hiatus. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> um, so let me get right into this Atlanta blood house, as it's called. Mm-hmm. This cute little brick house was built in 1945 and is located at 1114 Fountain Drive in Atlanta, Georgia. One evening in September 1987, nearly all the rooms, plus the halls and the basement, suddenly and inexplicably became covered in blood. Nope. Human blood. No, thank you. So the weird part there was no identifiable source. Weird part. There's more than that. There's more than that being the weird so, part. The weirdest part is there's no identifiable source for the blood. It wasn't the result of a gory crime or a terrible accident. And to this day, the cause of the blood house at Fountain Drive's messy problem has never been fully explained. Ooh. Yes. I'm intrigued. Yes. <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> Fall 1987, 1114 Fountain Drive was occupied by William and Minnie Clyde Winston. They had lived there for more than two decades. William was 79 years old and Minnie was 77. They had raised three children, all adults, by the time of the incident. William, or Willie, as he was known, was Aww. in... Yeah, which... That's, my mom called my dad Willie. Oh, Well, this cracked me up because his last name's Winston. So his name's Willie Winston. So Willie was in poor health. He had bad kidneys and he underwent dialysis regularly. Minnie Aww. was his primary caregiver. On the evening of September 8th, Minnie had taken a bath, and when she emerged from the tub around 11.30 p.m., which I have to stop right there. I was like, that's a little late to be having a bath, or am I just, like, super old and going to bed super early? But she's 79. You would have thought she would have been in bed at 5 o'clock after right. she had okay. her 4.30 p.m. dinner. Yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, don't knock the 4.30 p.m. dinners. <laughs> So Minnie gets out of the bathtub and she feels something wet under her foot. And it's not the water that's coming off of her foot in the bathtub. It's slicker and stickier. And when she looks down, she saw that it was red and seemingly sprayed all over the bathroom's tiled floor like a sprinkler. Oh. But that wasn't all. 
Upon further investigation, Minnie and Willie found that the red substance wasn't limited to the bathroom. It was everywhere, in the hallways, in the kitchen, in the living room, in one of the bedrooms. It was in the basement and in the house's crawl space, all over the floors and on the walls. And it... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, that sounds very shiny, the shiny. Very, yeah. Coming, the splashing down out of the elevator. Yeah, yeah. And it looked like there was no source. No crime had been committed in the house and there's no body or remains present. So it's almost like the house itself appeared to be bleeding. So the couple called 911, who dispatched both police and EMTs to the house. Mm. But the EMTs could not find anything to treat or anybody to treat. Neither of the Winstons were injured. So the blood couldn't have come from either of them. Willie said nobody else was in the house except for him and his wife. That night, they had locked their doors and set their security alarm at 9.30, at which time the house was clean, no blood. Between then and when Minnie made the discovery two hours later, the alarm hadn't been tripped, nor was there any evidence of an intruder. Wherever the mess had come from, it was unlikely that it had been put there by somebody else. So This is a little freaky. It's very strange, and we'll get to the theories later. So samples of this substance were taken and sent off to the state crime lab. The results came back quickly, and it was blood, human blood. So the article that I got this from, Ghost in My Machine, notes that it wasn't, because my first thought was this too, it wasn't a result of Willie Winston's dialysis equipment malfunctioning. I thought maybe... Because it was like one of those old dialysis machines in their house, old, oh, we did aka eighties, right? So oh. they were thinking maybe it malfunctioned, sprayed blood every. But all of the locations, it's it's hard to have the machine spray all over there. Yeah, the lab tests also confirmed that it was not Willie or his wife Minnie's blood. The blood type found on the walls was type O, and both Winston's had type A blood. Ooh. This is fucking weird. Yeah. I would have moved out of that house that night. I would have been like, I'm right? done. Bye. Right. So the police are there. They're baffled, not only because of the blood itself, which was weird enough, but because they couldn't even figure out whether there was a crime for them to be investigating. It's an extremely strange situation. Detective Cartwright said, I've been on the force 10 years and I've never seen anything like this. I feel like all these stories that... Yeah. The cops are always like, I've never seen anything. (laughs) There did not appear to be a consensus among those working the investigation. State crime lab director Larry Howard said it could be a homicide. It could be a hoax. However, a spokesperson for the police said the officers were not assuming it was a hoax and they'll still be investigating it. A few days later, police lieutenant Horace Walker said... We have no leads at this time. We will continue a routine investigation. And if we find that no crime was committed, we're through with it. As we see it now, there has been no crime. Someone could have done this as a hoax. It concerns me that we don't have any answers. So, of course, a media circus followed in the days after the initial incident. This really upset the Winstons. They're quoted frequently in news coverage from time to time, expressing their frustration with the constant phone calls and looky-loos stalking their home. Minnie says, I still don't know where the blood came from. I'm tired of all these people asking me questions. If anybody comes here today, I'm not going to open my door. 
The phone rang all night, people asking me questions. I'm fed up with all of this. And to me, one thing I thought about after I read that was the Amityville people. Mm -hmm. Like they were all about people coming in, investigating. Mm -hmm. They weren't like turning people away and shouting. Part of this article says they were shouting from within their home. There's no blood in this house. Now get away from here. I don't want nothing to do with it anymore. Just leave us alone. Mm -hmm. Like They were really pissed. If there was blood, why would they, why are they saying there wasn't? Is that just because they didn't want the media there or? Right. They, they were, were tired of the media camping out on their street and trying okay. to get information from them. Okay. There was a lot of people bugging them, like this parapsychologist that I'll talk about later, but they were just being like bombarded because it was in the news. You know, the police are making t- statements on TV that they don't know what's going on. So they're like, a circus act. Okay, got it. I thought maybe because when you were comparing them to the Amityville people, mm-hmm. in my mind it was like something going on with the elderly people where they were like in mm-hmm. denial about it or faking it or you know what I mean, like just whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, per this article and a couple of others, it just seemed like they were tired of being bugged about it. Sure, I don't blame them. Yeah, but what do you do when your house is bleeding and yeah. you call the cops and you call nine one one? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Hey everyone, Dave here to tell you about my show Cryptic Cocktail Party. Looking for a good time filled with laughter, intriguing tales, and a splash of the supernatural? Well, maybe I can help. Every week I bring on a rotating cast of guests to have a few drinks, share a few laughs, and take a dive into the unknown. Join us as we raise our glasses and tell the tales of some of the world's most famous cryptids, from the legendary Grafton Monster to the elusive Dover Demon and the enigmatic Mothman. But that's not all. Our party spills over into the world of the extraterrestrial, encounter the spine-chilling Flatwoods Monster, the mischievous Hopkinsville Goblin, and uncover the truth about infamous alien encounters. You need a dash of mystery? We got you covered. Delve into mind-blowing conspiracy theories such as the infamous Philadelphia Experiment and the secrets hidden within the Denver airport. Cryptic Cocktail Party is a weekly comedy podcast that guarantees laughter, curiosity, and a few surprises along the way. Cheers to the unknown. So over a month and a half later, police were still no closer to figuring out what had happened. On October 24th, 1987, Atlanta homicide detective said, we have not stopped looking because we know houses don't bleed, but we haven't determined that a crime was committed and that is our primary concern. So this is going on for probably two months now. Mm -hmm. And then soon after that, they just gave up. With no evidence a crime had actually been committed, there was no real reason for the police to continue investigating. So as of today, the case is still marked unsolved. Now, did Minnie and Mickey stay in their house? (laughs) Wait, what's his name? They did. Willie. Willie. Minnie and Willie (laughs) stay in their house? They didn't move out? Wait, Steamboat Willie. Yes! It really is a Minnie and Mickey story. But they didn't so move out. They're- they did not move out. They said That's bonkers later it had been their home for 22 years. They would not be forced out of it. Aww. They're like a tough old couple that's like, fuck yeah. you. We're staying. Exactly. It's so funny because all of these other stories that we hear about, like, I know I keep comparing it to the Amityville, but they're like, I'm staying in the house and I'm I'm a victim and I'm going to the clergy or whatever the the (laughs) church to find help with demon exorcisms and all that Mm -hmm. stuff and this is just like i don't know there's blood on the wall and now i don't want you here fuck fuck out out. (laughs) 
Um, I would have been gone. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Here's the two theories that are going around. So many think that this whole thing was a hoax. That seems to be where at least one member of the police who worked on the case seems to have landed. In 1994, the Georgia Skeptics newsletter for the winter season featured an examination of the case. For their investigation, they spoke directly with Horace Walker, one of the sergeants, who told the group that family problems apparently existed, which gave either the Winstons or their children a possible motive for per- perpetuating perpetrating 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 such a hoax Hmm. theories floated in the newsletter include Willie Winston having conceivably had access to human blood due to being a dialysis patient I googled type A and type O are compatible blood types now it sounded like he was kind of bedridden and if he's hooked up to a dialysis machine like doesn't that make you tired you're probably not going around squirting (laughs) the blood that you need to clean out your body well around the house and just because type a and type o aren't compatible doesn't mean they're the same it's not going to show up the same when they test it so if they said they, i mean i was thinking he could have oh switched it and i don't know yeah i don't know like there's so many details i'm like do people do they just give him bags There's of no blood way. to fill up the like wouldn't that be controlled by a nurse or yeah that's by a, mini or I, that's yeah. why I'm surprised they even said he did it at home because I mean I know several people who've had to be on dialysis and they have to actually go to a clinic or yeah. a hospital or whatever it, and have it done. It was eighty seven. The eighties were wild, true. man. They were wild, but I still don't think that you had access to fucking clean out your own blood in your home, like <laughs> right. And for him to walk around and spray this stuff, it just seems a little far-fetched. But part of that theory, he continues that hoaxing the bleeding house in order to get more attention from their children. Minnie and Willie Mm -hmm. sprayed the blood around to get more attention from their children. Additionally, Mm -hmm. Walker told this newsletter that one of the Winston's children worked in a hospital and also had access to human blood and therefore could have hoaxed the blood in order to have their parents legally declared incompetent Mm -hmm. for financial reasons. That's what I was thinking. You were thinking? But didn't you say that there was no like signs of a break-in or any like showing that like wouldn't they have seen their kid in the house like squirting blood all over? And even if they turn they knew the security code they would have seen that the security code was turned off and then back on yeah so all of these are total speculation there's nothing in this article that says you know they looked for all that stuff so Mm -hmm. just but how how do you let this go like how do you just say oh there was blood in my house one night and then they investigated for two months and then it's over like i want details i want Mm -hmm. all the information So the other theory, which is also pure speculation, is that the idea of the inexplicable blood might be supernatural or paranormal in nature, which that was my first thought of what the hell was going on. Not me. See, I thought it was the kids trying to, (laughs) trying to like kill off their parents or like trying to get money, get them. Yeah. You guys are old. Get out of here. (laughs) The self-proclaimed parapsychologist who was hounding the Winstons when the media circus was going on. This is kind of where this theory came up, that it's supernatural. So there were other paranormal people that examined the case over the years, despite there not having been any previous indication of supernatural or paranormal events occurring in the house. Like this is the first thing. It was built in 1945, first thing in 40 years. Mm -hmm. 
Kurt Rowlett, who lived in Atlanta at the time, spoke to Minnie Winston about six months after and put in his book Labyrinth 13 that all things considered, a paranormal event seems to be as likely an explanation as any other that has been proposed to date. And I will have to agree with that. I feel like it's one of those things where you're like, oh, well, there has to be an explanation. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're like, how could there be an explanation? Yeah. Walls don't just bleed. Because where else was the blood? It was like she had stepped on it when she yeah, got out. Yeah, it was right in the, the bathroom. Bath. It was in the hallway. It was hallway, in the bedroom. Okay. And it was in the basement, like underneath this TV that they had in the basement. So it like mm-hmm. dripped down the walls and pooled into the carpet. I'm going with this is like religious spooky to me is what I'm going to go with. Yeah. All signs point to religious reasons mm-hmm. that this house was bleeding. If, mm-hmm. there, if there was no dead body like hiding in the walls, there's no dead animals... There's no proof that anyone was in the house and dumped blood all over. Like if there was legit blood, if the police were able to actually gather evidence of blood to test, we know that means there was really blood. Right. What the fuck? Like it's got to be a religious thing. Like the walls were literally bleeding. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like they didn't talk about, say it was, it was Willie that did it. They didn't talk about... Mm -hmm. Was he tested? Was his clothes tested? Did he have any splatter from him supposedly doing this all over the walls and the rug? Did they test anything on the kids? Did they check the alarm? Was it turned off and on? It's just so high level. I'm like, did you guys really just gloss over the most interesting thing I've read about Georgia lately? (laughs) So later, both the Winstons responded quite differently when asked about the incident. So this is kind of showing how over it they were. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They almost regret calling 911 and the cops, I think. They said, it was rust and mud. And then they said one time, it was red dye that had leached out from the carpet or from a rug. They said on another occasion, it was contaminated water from leaky pipes. And that's the line that they maintained because, as Rowlett put it, Mrs. Winston emphasized quite strongly to me that if a substance had actually been blood, then she would not be willing to stay in the house anymore. So completely like changing their story because they're over it. Or at this point, are they like a little cuckoo? That or were they trying to do something and thought they could get away with it? And when they realized they couldn't, they're Mm -hmm. trying to backpedal and back out of it now. Maybe. yeah. Like, oh, we're just over it now. We don't want to deal with it anymore. Right. Yeah. That would be a good argument to the whole Amityville. Like they don't want fame for it. They they just didn't get the response, whatever that response may be. They didn't get the response they wanted. Who knows? I mean, this was back in the 80s. And if they're in their late 70s, you would think the house that they were in would have been paid off or close to it. Mm -hmm. But let's say the house wasn't, right? And they they knew that they were never going to pay it off. Like, were they trying to get out of their house? Mm -hmm. Were they trying to... I don't know, punish their kids and not leave the house to their kid. Like, And those would be like motives I would think the cops would uncover unless they are the worst police officers in history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or even the news would uncover. My warped brain chooses to believe it actually really happened and it's for some freaky, freaky religious reason that their walls bled Mm -hmm. and it scares me. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. I don't want to believe it's a hoax. It's like those, you know, when people are like, I saw Jesus in my toast or Virgin Mary is on my tree and it's crying blood. And it doesn't happen yeah. all the time, but it happened once and they captured it. Yeah. But I will say I Googled so much and I could not find any pictures of this of inside the house blood on the walls. I thought I found one, but I couldn't verify that it was actually yeah. 
that house. I was trying to look too. There's a lot of pictures of Minnie and Willie, of her handing him a phone, of investigators, mm. like in a newspaper that are just, uh, they're doing their investigation, but no pictures of the actual blood actual on the walls. Actual house, like no evidence pictures, which yeah. you know that even back in the 80s, they would have taken pictures. Oh, yeah. And there would have been access to that shit today to be able to put on the internet because look at look at all the old timey murders that I know we have seen God. from way look at fucking Black Dahlia look look the shit we see from that JFK getting shot in the head oh, like, all of it good yeah. lord we yeah there's no there's problem evidence. this this no. blood on the wall is probably not the worst thing we've seen mm-hmm. yeah Ooh, that's creepy so Willie Winston oh go ahead I will I was gonna say I don't know what's creepier to think that it might actually be real or that these people were just so maybe cuckoo that yeah. um they thought of this like mm-hmm. at 79 yeah. years old what was the response that they like, wanted yeah yeah like what were they trying to get out of this like did they they have a wild night was it their last hurrah <laughs> And they were like, shit, I thought it was KY Jelly, but it was really blood. Ah. <laughs> Did they murder somebody and were really good at hiding the bodies somewhere? Yeah, maybe um, at 79, if you can lift a dead body, power to you. And you're on dialysis? Yeah. <laughs> good for you. Maybe their kids helped them. Ooh, maybe they were hiding in the house the whole time. Maybe the kids helped them clean up. Well, actually, I feel like if you're going to go as far to hide the body, you're probably going to clean up the rest of the blood. So why don't they have, like, was there any places that were cleaned? Like, did they clean it off of their hands? Did they drip somewhere that... Although, if you only killed one person, why would the blood be on all the different walls? Right. I mean, like, you would have to drag that thing shaking around. Shaking this body around. Yeah. Like, I'm going to grab this arm and go downstairs and swing it around the basement. It just seems very Were they like playing ring around the rosy with the body. And the <laughs> and the way that I'm thinking the the way that they describe it, it's like patches. Patches? Just we don't need no stinking patches. So it's some in the bathroom and then it's in the hallway and but there's no like trail. It, they don't say if there's any kind of trail. Mm-hmm. I am spiraling over this story because I just randomly heard about it and I looked it up and I was like, this is all I get. Yeah. There's so many possible explanations. I need more. Where are the, where are the kids? Can we talk to the kids? Right. Yeah. Can we have a What's their take them? on all this biz? Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it closes out this article with Willie Winston died just two years after that night, the walls of their home bled. Many actually lived until the age of 104 a hundred and fucking four. Yeah. A hundred and four dealing with people coming up to you being like, Bloodhouse. And you're like, no, it was rust. Rust. <laughs> she passed away in 2015. Since then, no further incidents of this sort have been reported at 1114 Fountain Drive. And that's the unexplained freaky story about the Bloodhouse of Atlanta. A hundred and four. I'm still stuck on that. Mm-hmm. That's old. This whole story is baffling to me. It is. It deserves a follow-up investigation of somebody much better than me. Much sleuthier. <laughs> sleuthier. <laughs> Where is Nancy Drew when you need her? Yeah. <laughs> we need someone who's going to do all the follow-ups because we We're sure shit aren't. too fucking lazy and drunk to do any of that. <laughs> Listen, we take a hiatus like every couple of months like nobody's business. We, like we are vacations. not following up. <laughs> on these stories we would like to get at least 100 listeners though because then we can monetize again thanks spotify 
Thanks, Bodice. We don't have 100 yet. No. 100 listeners. That's different than Unique followers. Listeners. Yes. So tell a friend. Like and subscribe. <laughs> How many listeners do we have? Well, and this is where it gets a little... Tricky, right? Because tricky we don't... algorithms, yeah. averages... Uh, yeah. And it has to be on Spotify. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, it doesn't count. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So it's it's a tricky one. But hey, where are we get where else are we gonna get our fifteen cents? We need a hundred people. People. Inflation these days. I need that fifteen cents. Right? We're going into the, the Great Depression again. Oh my God. Um, thank you for sharing that oh sure. Delightfully intriguing story. I am excited to I actually have I have another one called Skeleton Lake that I want to talk to you about next time we record in six months. And then I would like you to tell me all about this old lady that was buried alive. <laughs> I I am totally down to uh, get that story. Awesome. Maybe this, Give it a go. Maybe this is what will get us our, our hundred listeners. You know, we have fallen off ever since I've been the only one telling stories. Your stories, like the, fuck, what's the name of it? Well, it's been so long, I think, since I've told one. And I can't waste any time. Spotify's <laughs> counting down. Three, two minutes. Your story about Dr. Norman. Who's he? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. I'm going to piss my pants. Dr. Norman? Who's Dr. Norman? Dr. Norman, Norman ba Baker in the Crescent Hotel. Oh. <laughs> Your episode on that is one of our top listened to episodes. Well, I don't think it's me. I think it's the episode that it's about. I'm going to venture to say you're a better storyteller. You probably oh, don't, don't so. slur as much as I do. Oh, I sure do. I don't know how to speak well. I don't know how to pronounce words correctly. That's for goddamn sure. Did you say pronunciate? <laughs> See, I don't know. I probably did. <laughs> Pronunciate. Pronounce. I think I was trying to say pronounce words, but I might have said pronunciate. I'll catch it when I edit. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I did, um, that should be proof that it's not my storytelling. I can't even speak English properly. Anyway, that's what people should stay tuned for, our upcoming episodes. And can we also talk about, did you see on any of your socials, about the aliens that landed in Nevada, in Las I Vegas? I saw in Las Vegas. I was actually, and I've totally forgotten, I was going to text you, Nick, and ask if you were the family that reported seeing the aliens land. I'm like, no, because she would have called and told me, I'm oh, pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, but you have seen some of the, like when I FaceTimed you that one time, especially right now, it's yes. monsoon season. This is when things get, shit gets weird. Yeah. Weird lights in the sky. Yes, for sure. No sound. Just yeah. almost like northern lights, kind of greens and blues and yeah, all over. It's shit's falling, man. It's, the sky's falling apart is what I believe that's what's happening. The aliens are doing that it. That probably doesn't help. So the aliens came down for a quick gamble. <laughs> They're here to like make it go faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They put us out of our misery. Press their luck and see what they could win. <laughs> These stupid human beings. Yeah. So, and you know what? big kick I've been on right now are Megalodons. Oh my God. You know, they're making a second one. I know. And it looks terrible. And I'm really- well, the first one was terrible, but I had right. to watch. Brian and I still watch it. Listen, Sharknado. grab yourself a bottle of wine and some snacks and you could get through any shark type movie. I don't care how bad it is. 
I mean, look at us. What what was that one that we watched when I was there? Um, 48, it was 48 40, feet down or something? Yeah, the 47 meters, but it was like the sequel, right? Or the, Yeah, it was not the, the one world. with... Um, it was not the one with... Uh, Mandy Moore. What's her nuts? Mandy Moore. <laughs> what's her no nuts? <laughs> 48 meters down is the one that she was in, which was just as bad. <laughs> But it was watchable. I mean, listen. It's 47. It would have been better if it was 48. But it's 47 meters down. Oh, 47. Uncaged. You would think every sequel yeah. they'd go one more meter though, right? Yeah. Yeah, that it, was it terrible. Was, it was terrible. But we got through it because we had a bottle of wine and snacks. We didn't give a shit. That's what I'm saying. Any shark. I can't say any movie because even with a bottle of wine, I have seen some movies where 30 minutes in and I had to turn that shit yeah, off. Even- Rob Zombie trying to do a... Uh, the Munsters. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, yikes. Um, most shark movies, you can get through it if even if it's terrible. You because you're just like, I gotta see how much worse it can get. I know. And I wanna see someone being eaten by a shark. And I'm invested is what in it this comes point. down to. Yeah, I can't quit yeah. now. I'm not no. I'm no quitter. I'm gonna finish yeah. this bottle of wine and the movie. Yeah. Listen, Jaws, hands down. Hands down, the best shark movies ever. I think that's what set the precedence. And now we're like it, it did. You know, everything's below that. The funny thing about that is that movie was made during a time when they did not have access to, yeah, like they didn't have great camera equipment or the shark was like the most mechanical, stupid looking shark (laughs) offset. But in the fucking movie, it looked fantastic. And now people have access to so much fabulous equipment and CGI and all these things. And, it's and they can't make a good shark movie to save their life. So true. Preach, girl. Preach. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying. And listen, and if you don't drink, and that's totally fine, and I am all for that, and I support your sobriety, get yourself a gallon of ice cream or some cookies. Mm. Whatever floats your boat. You can get through a shitty shark movie with just about any type of snack in hand. But yeah, sometimes the bad movies are hilarious. Sometimes you get through and you're like, I just wasted an hour of my life. Yeah. But then you have something to laugh at and talk about. Yeah. And I, I don't know why, but for some reason, I I love the good ones just as much as the bad ones. Speaking of, I think we need you to- You mean you love the bad ones just as much as the good ones? What'd I say? Good, You bad? said you love the good ones just as much as the bad ones. <laughs> He's got a hat for heads. <laughs> That's that's gonna be a new one. I'm gonna throw that in. So it's gonna it's like it's like, like the, the snakes, snakes to pay. <laughs> snakes to pay. Oh man. Yeah. So that's another thing. On top of these other two stories, I think we need to do another movie. It's been a while. Yeah. You know what I would love is if one of our like I don't know handful of listeners would actually email us and say. Or, or message us on our socials and say, I want you yes. guys to review this movie. Yeah. Give us a movie. Yes. Give Please us movie. give us ideas. Maybe we'll record more when we have ideas. Because yeah. what was funny is, what, just a week ago, we mm-hmm. were FaceTiming or something and it was like, I am having the hardest time finding yeah. something freaky or interesting and we want to bring you quality entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want to just have a platypus episode every <laughs> every week but I would love to do like true ghost stories and oh, yeah alien stuff I would be all about people saying hey you should review this and that would be great I love suggestions I would like to do some more cult stories maybe we do a um a poll out on our Instagram or something put a poll up 
Not that kind of pull, miss. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. We'll probably get two people and then we won't have anyone to break the tie. They're like, yeah, just do your lake story and the dead lady. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, Help my. Help persons. All right, everybody. Sleep tight. Make sure you leave the lights on. Go to FreakyFridaysPodcast.com and subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Join us next week for a new freaky tale.